As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to give birth in water? Today, we're going to be telling you all about what you need to know for laboring and birthing in water. But before we do that, we wanted to share a review from our reviewer of the week. This comes from Mars Beauty Insider 24. She says, this is my first pregnancy and my biggest fear throughout has been labor and delivery. This podcast has really empowered me to look at birth so differently and to feel like I am strong enough to do this. My body is wise enough to do this. And it's not crazy to want a natural birth with no medication as long as I plan and actively prepare for it. It's made me feel more confident in my birth plan while also giving me peace and knowing it's okay if I have to go a different direction. The peace of mind alone these segments bring me is worth more than you can imagine. Thank you so much for creating this podcast. And we're done making this podcast. Thank you. That is all the points we wanted to make. It's not crazy to want what you want as long as you prepare for it. And then be okay if things take a different direction. We're done. Just kidding. (laughs) But really, you made some wonderful points. It's really all about your approach and your attitude, don't you think? Mm -hmm. You guys, we have received a ton of reviews lately. And I have to tell you, we are giddy about them. (laughs) Thank you so much. It really helps other people to find this podcast when they're looking for one during pregnancy and birth. All right, so let's dive right into the topic, birthing in water. It's been said that when women are asking for pain medication during labor, what they're really saying is, I need more support. Maybe their contractions have gotten really intense. Maybe they are exhausted from a really, really long labor. Maybe pain meds were always a part of their birth plan. And if that's the case, it is okay. It is your birth. Whatever the reason, you might be having trouble relaxing on your own and you're asking for something to help you relax. 
So obviously there's a lot of ways to support women through birth and maybe what you're needing is more emotional or verbal to talk through some fears, to know what you're doing is amazing, to hear that you're really close to the end. Or you might be needing some more physical comfort measures. Like maybe you're thinking, just make these contractions not feel this way, right? Well, Courtney and I are very well versed on lots of different ways to bring that physical relief and we love teaching all those techniques within the birth course. But one that we wanted to focus on today is water. So water has affectionately been dubbed nature's epidural. And so we want to talk about who can get in water and who can't, when to utilize water, how to utilize water. And since Stephanie and I have both personally used water during our births, we're going to share some different takes on what we liked or didn't like about it. But before we do that, we wanted to play the role of Mythbuster here. <laughs> Sometimes people feel really concerned about babies being born into water. I know when I used to teach in-person birth classes, I would show a water birth, and for the first time, students would be like, "Oh my gosh, can that baby breathe? Like, are they gonna? <laughs> are they okay? They're under the water." And we just want to reassure you that you know, think about it. Babies live in water inside of you during gestation, <laughs> right? They're receiving oxygen. They just receive it in the form of oxygenated blood through their umbilical cord. And immediately after they're born, they are still attached to you through that umbilical cord. And the placenta continues to transfer oxygenated blood to the baby. So while it is a safe practice to bring baby up out of the water as soon as they're born, you don't have to worry about them drowning. They're still receiving oxygen through that blood um, in their intact umbilical cord. You know, I have to say, and this is has nothing to do with anything, I feel like, except it made me think of this. Just a shout out to my dear sister. I think we had to put, have you seen this? We uh -uh. put like a question box on there and I was like, what questions do you have about pregnancy or birth or whatever? Yeah. And she asked, if I swim in the pool, will I drown the baby? <laughs> oh. No, she wasn't serious. Okay. <laughs> such a turd and so it made me think of that because I mean maybe is it just the like visual of seeing a baby in the water and you're like normally if I see a baby in the water it's after you know what that's not a good situation right so but yeah. otherwise you're like you have to pause and be it reminds me of people who are like they get mad at, at people that show where the the food comes from the farmers that show the chicken and it's like how could you do that thing Right? Oh, like where they can't, slaughtering yes, animals. where they can't like understand that the package of chicken that they picked up at the store came from a living, breathing animal. So right. like when they talk to the, anyway, so anyway, if you're, if you're missing that like little, you know, that the baby's been in the water the whole time. Yeah. They're okay. They're okay. You're okay. Everybody is okay. So let's talk about who can and cannot get in the water. Well, first of all, you need to know if your birthing place has water. So that can be in the form of a shower or a tub. Um, what? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I was picturing a birthplace not having a shower or a tub and some woman like in the sink trying to like... Never mind. It's okay. Keep going. We're good. Provided they have running water somewhere. I mean, where would you... I mean, maybe just over the toilet, right? Just pour it down my back into the toilet. <laughs> now we're crossing the realm into weird. Okay, Sorry. don't do that. So if they have... They have to have a tub or a shower. Tub or a shower. Um, and that can be in the form of a literal birth tub where that's like freestanding in the middle of the room, whether that's blow up or like a freestanding tub, um, or just like a regular kind of bathtub to, to bathe in or whatever when things are all done or for comfort. So you need to, to know if your hospital or birth center or if at your home, if these are things that you want and can accommodate. And then once you understand, um, what they have to offer, 
then you can decide how you want to use them or if you're able to get into them. And depending on where you give birth, the like when you can get in or if you're allowed to get in at all is going to depend on the birthplace, the policies, practices, the provider, the comfort of the people around you, that kind of thing, um, as well as whatever risks you may have going on personally. So we're going to break this section into hospital and then home birth and birth center. So hospitals, you'll almost always see at least a shower stall there. Um, Sometimes it'll be a shower stall with like a traditional bathing tub there. Um, And then some really cool, really progressive hospitals do have um, freestanding tubs. The hospital policies about who can and can't get in water are typically as follows. If your bag of waters has not broken, they are totally fine with you getting into a tub if they have one and laboring in the tub. However, you should know that they're typically not going to let you actually deliver your baby in that tub. Um, so just keep that in mind. Some do, but a lot don't. If your bag Wait, of- I, I got to say though, <laughs> what? <laughs> because I, I'm like, are we going to get in trouble for this? But I mean, they can't force you out of the tub. Right. Okay. I'm just like, I just want to throw this in there that like, maybe you've been laboring, but you're like, no, I can't like, no, I can't, no, I can't get out of the, you know what I mean? Right. They're not going to call in some orderlies to like manhandle you over to the bed. Which PS I've seen work effectively. Side note, you didn't hear from us. I'm just saying. (laughs) So you're saying if somebody was really being stubborn, (laughs) you're saying, but you're not saying. Yes. Got it. Um, if your bag of waters has broken, then they're typically okay with you getting into the shower. Yes. Um, and, but again, there's some other things you have to ask. Are they going to make you get out every time they need to do some fetal monitoring or does your hospital utilize wireless and waterproof, um, the fetal monitors, the thing that measures baby's heart rate and your contractions, or do you have a really patient nurse who's going to come in and get her arm all soaking wet with a handheld dot tone, the thing they listen to at your appointments with baby's heartbeat. And some will. Some will. I've seen some that have. but it, And then you have to be monitored a lot less too. Uh-huh. So. It just depends on your nurse. So you need to keep those things in mind. And the reason hospitals have those policies in place, um, a lot of times it's for their own liability and protection. It's not necessarily evidence-based, yes. as we'll, as Steph will talk about here in a minute. Um, but they worry about, you know, if your bag of waters is broken and you're in a tub of water, they worry about infection. Um, but like, like I said, that might not be a legit concern, especially if they're properly sanitizing the tubs in between each mama. As far as a birth center or home birth, um, I don't know any of them near us, and this is not to say that they don't exist, and I'm sure I will say this, and we'll get all the DMs about how there's this is the case, um, but <laughs> the majority of them use Dopplers, handheld Dopplers. Um, you don't have to be monitored for 20 minutes at a time, you know, provided everything's going well and whatever. Like it's a pretty quick, like let's make sure a couple contractions, baby's heart rate's going well and all this. So I feel like you have a little more freedom that way to be and do what you want or be where you want and do what you want within your labor. And then as far as birthing in the water, I personally have found as a doula attending births with midwives out of hospital um, that whether or not the water is broken doesn't necessarily play a part in whether or not mom can labor and or push and give birth in the actual water. So, and, and actually that can include being in water in a shower and standing up or in a tub. Um, but yeah, when they kind of don't care. They don't care. They'll meet you anywhere. It's really wonderful. I have seen that, honestly, with a few midwives in hospital here in Utah. So that's been a blessing. But um, generally, and Courtney and I will get into our experiences with birthing in the water later, but generally 
Um, a mother can absolutely labor and give birth in the water, and it is a great pressure release and pain mm-hmm. relief. And so it's just a wonderful thing. So when you're giving birth in these places, if you're at a birth center, sometimes they have like a built-in freestanding birth tub that they will fill and then sanitize when everything is all said and done. Um, for myself, when we were birthing at home, and I've seen this as well, if, if moms don't have a, a jacuzzi tub that they want to give birth in, or maybe they don't have one at all, um, a midwife will come and bring a blow-up tub. They, we, they actually have inflatable birthing tubs that you can even purchase online. Um, but if they bring their own, then they have inserts. There are these plastic inserts that go all over everything and make it very sanitary. Um, on top of that, when they remove the insert and the water, when everything is done, they sanitize that pool again. So um, I think that's one of the reasons. Maybe they don't worry so much about infection. I, I feel like yeah. unless you've got something in your water or, like, there's an issue with the actual water, the, the clean, clean cleanliness the cleanity of the the water i like clarity um anyways as long as as your water is nice and clean then you should be good to do what you want in the tub yep so bottom line if you're in a hospital um you can probably get in the shower or tub as long as your water hasn't broken if it's broken you can get in the shower most of the time though they're going to have you actually give birth to your baby um in a bed yes and if you're at a home birth or birth center you can kind of do whatever you want all right, so let's talk about when to get in the water because there is a time when you should try not to and there's a magical time when it's going to feel amazing and we encourage you to do so. So I might fight you on this. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, bring it, sister. Okay, so one of the ways that we recommend utilizing water is in early labor if you're trying to determine if it's the real thing. Um, sometimes women can often get confused by, are these Braxton Hicks contractions? Are these contractions that are actually going to result in the birth of my baby? And really one of the things we tell you to do is just change your activity. So if you've been laying down when all these contractions have been coming, get up and walk around. Did the contractions go away or did they pick up in frequency and intensity? If you've tried walking and laying down and they're not going away, then we recommend try getting in some water, maybe a nice soak in a warm tub or a shower. What are the contractions doing then? Do they relax you to the point that they go away or are they continuing in frequency and intensity? So you can kind of use water in that regard to help you figure out, is this really labor? Yeah. One of my favorite things to do um, when getting into water, or not when, but when I'm trying to decide to get into water, in the beginning of my labors, when I start feeling those contractions where I'm sure that these are not Braxton Hicks, I like to get in right at the beginning. And that is my my safe space, my quiet place. Water is very relaxing to me, anyways. When I'm stressed or after a run or whatever, tub girl. I'm a tub. I like every day. If I could, I would take a bath. (laughs) I'll call you. I'm like, where are you at? (laughs) It's where all my good ideas come from. Anyways, so it's very relaxing to me. And so when when labor begins for me, that's where I head. I go to the tub and I'll be in there for like an hour or two, very early labor, which they say, you know, don't necessarily use it during this time, but that is my time to get into the zone. I will time my contractions. I'll breathe. I'll pray. I'll say meditations. um, I'll listen to meditations and I'll allow the labor to begin. And then once I feel like I'm in that good mental space, then I'll get out and utilize it later. If your contractions are intense at home and you've got a car ride ahead of you from home to your birthplace, sometimes the the thought of getting in a car and being in a confined space while trying to work through that birth is just more than you can even wrap your head around. So one of the recommendations that I usually make and that I personally have used is I would tell my husband, hey, go get the car ready 
go load up our birth bag. I'm going to hop in the shower just to kind of ground and center myself one last time. There's something very grounding, I think, to a lot of people yes. about water. Yes. And um, it'll get me nice and warm and relaxed. You go start the car, holler up to me, I'll throw on you know, whatever <laughs> I'm throwing on. And it just makes that car ride, especially if it's going to be a longer one, just a little more tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. I've used that a lot as a doula. That'll be the final thing that we're all doing before it's go time. And so I think that's probably a good tip for the partners is when you're starting Mm -hmm. to notice that intensity, intensity keep happening. Um, and, and you're wondering like, oh, is it going to be time to head out? That's actually a great time to jump into the shower. Encourage her to encourage her to. And it's like that relaxing time. It'll let you get things together. Just like Courtney said. Um, and so it actually gives you a little more time at home to let things continue to progress. And remember the more relaxed mom is the more progressive progression that we're going to see. Um, and then you can move on to that birth space. So, yeah. So here's where Steph and I might not exactly see eye to eye. I have been in situations where women got in the water. So to me, I feel like there's a sweet spot. Mm. Early labor, I totally do it. And it sounds like you do too. Um, But then there's kind of like this period in between early labor and active labor, um, you know, where kind of the end of, where I feel like if women get in the water and stay sometimes, not always, but sometimes we can see the water almost over relax things. Yeah. Well, it almost makes things a little too intense moving into active labor. Because you, like, you you do have to get out at some point. You can't, yeah. like, if you get in early labor, you're not going to be in there for the next six hours. You're just not. It's not. Like, you need to be able to move around and change positions and get in and out. And so there is a sweet spot. I right. Because movement is um, really important. In fact, they, they often tell you, stay as active as you can until you get to a place in your birth where you just really need to hunker down and focus. Um, but if you're in the water that entire time, um, and we see this with epidurals too. If you get an epidural too soon, sometimes, you know, before you've hit that true active labor point, sometimes it can over relax the uterus. And then we have to bring in medications like Pitocin to help those contractions pick back up again in frequency or intensity. And or you have to get out and walk around and yeah. do, do some neat things even naturally without utilizing that stuff. Yes. But it extends the length of the labor. And depending on when, which labor normally starts right in the middle of the night, like you don't want to increase exhaustion, which mm-hmm. is why there's a sweet spot when we talk about this. Exactly. I will say there are two Two main reasons that I like to and have used water for women um, that is not in that sweet spot, that is before you hit active labor or really close to it, um, or really like before you hit that transition period or the pushing stage. And that is number one, if mom is having some kind of anxiety mm-hmm. and worried about the intensity that she's not going to be able to handle it, that they're feeling like they're coming a little too close. She's just like gearing up in her mind that fear then we calm things down and we let the relaxation happen. We get her in a good headspace and then we move on. The other one is if you have a baby that's not in a good position, then the weightlessness can help baby baby with some manipulation with other people's hands or your partner or husband helping to hold your belly up. There's some different things that you can utilize water for. Otherwise, yes, we're totally going to agree on this next part. And that is that sweet spot where you want to jump into the water. And hopefully your provider is going to know this. You're not going to have to guess. You don't have to guess on your 
own. Because it's likely you're going to say, now this, now's time, now's time, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And it might not, you might not be there yet. So a lot of providers, you know, midwives, birth center at the birth, they, we typically like to have you hold off until you're maybe around, and I hate using a number because really six centimeters for one woman can be very different from six centimeters oh, yes. for another. But typically we, you know, active labor is marked by about four to six centimeters as the start of that. So typically we say if you're getting in the water to stay, um, you usually want to wait until you're in, in active labor, which is typically for closer to six centimeters. And I would actually lean on the side of, I want you to be closer to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want you to be so active that you're thinking you're going to hit transition any minute. And that's the time to utilize that. Absolutely. Think of it as if you, if it's called mother nature's epidural, think of it as you're like, this is my last ditch effort. I want the epidural now. I want some kind of pain relief. I don't want to feel this for whatever reason, this intensity, this pressure, this whatever. That's time to get this into is the, the water. This is the card up your sleeve. Yes. Right? You have, maybe you've tried the meditations. You've tried counter pressure. You've tried all these things. I need something now. Right? And again, this is where we see it. Women are saying, I need pain medication. I need something. Yes. Then this is your, your big This whammy. is your epidural. Yep. Yeah. This is the your epidural, epidural before the epidural. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So let's talk about ways to utilize water. We already talked about using it in early labor. Um, It can be very calming, very centering. And honestly, we all could use a little calming and centering in various parts of labor. I love what Stephanie said. If there's some anxieties, if there's fears, if there's malpositioning of baby and and maybe labor is kind of stalling out a little bit because of that, you know, be wise. But this is where it really helps to have a provider who's well-versed in using natural things to help overcome maybe some of these challenges. Yeah. And okay. I'm right now, as Courtney and I are about to get into these two sections, she kind of divided it when she wrote up her outline about the shower and the tub. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like if we're talking about shower and I'll let you talk about how that works in just a second, but Mm -hmm. that's shower four to six. Right. You can use the shower. I feel like you're the duration in and out and enjoy it as all you want. But when we're talking about using it as an epidural, right, as Mother Nature's epidural, that's that's a tub and that's closer to eight centimeters or in other words, very, very active labor moving into transition. Yeah. So let's talk about that during active labor. Let's talk about when to use the shower. So or a great way to use the shower. So one of the things that I would do and that we do with our students is a technique called progressive relaxation. And progressive relaxation is where you progress from the top of your head all the way slowly down to your toes, visualizing each body part just completely releasing and relaxing, releasing all tension, feeling almost heavy with the weight of relaxation. And so when I'm in the shower um, and when I was in labor and I've used this technique with other moms when I've been a doula is we, we close our eyes, we feel the water pouring over our head and we allow our head to just melt with that warmth and that water and any tension that we're feeling, we visualize it going right down the drain. Um, and so you kind of do that now, feel it cascade over your neck and shoulders down your arms and and just sort of do a progressive relaxation visualization using the shower. It's really effective. Yeah. And you can do that yourself or a lot of times in the hospitals or birth centers, or maybe even at your home, you've got the sprayer. And so you can also have a partner doing this and partners heads up. It has to be a comforting, relaxing (laughs) motion. We're not just spraying back and forth like you're washing off your car. You know, it needs to imagine that you are relaxing somebody with water. So maybe practice that before go thing. And partner, if you're like, I don't know what to say. I'm just holding this sprayer there. Or mama, if you're like, I can't 
guide myself through this. I need a little help. This is where I love the meditation tracks that we have in the My Essential Birth course because you can just hit play yeah. on the progressive relaxation one while you're in the shower, while your partner's doing that for you. Yeah, and I would say to encourage relaxation in a standing position, shower or not, um, leaning arms against the side of the shower and think about breathing very deeply into your belly. So let that belly hang because all of us, all of us hold our bellies up and in. That's part of having abs. Right? I have, especially <laughs> lately with this quarantine and 15, I Right? And well, and in pregnancy, maybe we're a little better of like, I got a baby. It all I don't out. care. But it's a natural reaction to like, you lean over, you're kind of holding some muscles in. So I really want you guys to focus on breathing deep and letting the belly hang. And not only is that it's going to feel better, um, but it, it will allow that water to work flowing over it too. So those two things can work together as you bring deep. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Yep. Um, next idea for the shower is to use that shower head sprayer, that nozzle on your belly in a rhythmic motion. The first time I saw this, it was done by Penny Simkin, who is like the mother of all doulas. She just wrote the book on being a good doula. She talks a lot about how if you can incorporate some, some rhythm into um, comfort measures, it can be very relaxing and soothing. So literally taking the shower sprayer against mom's back or maybe even her belly and just, you know, back and forth windshield wiper motion or circular motions in a rhythmic sort of way can help her get into the zone really quickly. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about tub in a second because you can do the same thing with cups of water. Something that I have seen done that is very effective for moms using water in this way is having a partner. Now partners, you've got to pay attention and understand how long her contractions are, how far apart they are, because you want to be paying attention on a watch or your phone or whatever. You need to know when the next one's coming. And it's not just by the clock, which the clock is a wonderful tool, but you will notice her breathing change, her focus change. Um, and so when you see that happening and you're going into it, you start using the water in that rhythmic motion. Think of it just as an example, doing it on her back. And so if the goal is to complete a round of whatever rhythm you're doing by the end of the contraction or by the middle of the contraction so she knows she's on the way down, mm -hmm. um, then you can use it as a tool that way to help her focus on for example, if she, if at the start of the contraction, you start moving the water up and down her back on the left side, and you're just going back and forth, getting closer and closer to the spine, and your goal is to hit the spine by the time she's hit the middle of that contraction, or in other words, the peak, and she's on her way down, then she knows every time that she's working on a contraction that all she has to focus on is getting that water yeah. to hit her spine. She's not focusing on the contraction. She's just relaxing and breathing until it hits her spine, and then she knows she's working on the way down. Using them as tools like that can be really effective too. Do you guys see why it is so imperative 
that you practice before <laughs> it's actually birthing time that you practice together with your partner. These aren't things that you can just like whip out the day of and hope that they work. That's where you run into um, fear. We didn't practice this. My body's not familiar with us working together like this. And that can sometimes derail things. So yeah. you've got to put in, just like our reviewer of the week said this week, you've got to put in the work. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the tub real quick. So the tub is great because when you get in, just like you get into a swimming pool, um, maybe even after eating a meal, you waited your 30 minutes. So you're not cramping. Right. And, but you feel that weight. <laughs> Wait, you don't actually believe that. No, do you? I don't. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so you get into the water and you feel that it's weightless. Okay. And then you've got some other ways that you can use it. You can kneel and lean over the side. I'm going to talk about my experience with that later on, but um, you can get counter pressure within the water. You can use the water or a cup like we talked about in that rhythmic motion. Um, there's all kinds. It just feels good to be in the water. And then of course, another way you can utilize the tub is when you're pushing. It just, it feels better. I don't know how to describe it. We'll both yeah. share our experiences within a minute. Um, but keep in mind that when you're pushing your baby, you are working really hard. Your body's working really hard and it's natural then that you might get a little hot, a little sweaty. And if you're already in a warm tub of water, sometimes it can feel like too warm, right? The water's not actually too warm, but it can just yeah. feel too warm. And so it's really important for you to have um, some kind of, I like to use a little battery operated handheld fans oh, nice. uh, for my mamas or I like to have a bucket of like really ice cold washcloths that I can change out, put them on the back of their neck, maybe across their forehead. Um, and that is such sweet relief. And then you had the idea of, or just making sure you're next to an open window that mm -hmm. you can maybe open and let some fresh air. In. Yeah. And having ice cold water, that was like super yes. big for me and tons of it, which was hard, which I'll talk about my experience just now in a sec. Cause I was drinking so much and then I had to pee, but you can't pee cause the baby's down there. And even if you want to pee, cause you're trying, it just doesn't happen. So. <laughs> um, but make sure you have water because just like when you go swimming at a pool, right, it kind of drains you of the water. Yeah. You need to be replenishing. I also want to take a moment and talk about what you wear in the tub because the truth is you do not have to be completely naked if that is not your comfort. Um, it wasn't for me. I always had – I just had a bathing suit top on because I wanted to have something that I could take off quickly. So it was a tie on the top, tie on the back. I wanted to be able to take it off quickly to nurse right afterwards. But I, I've never been the kind of person, even during birth, that's super comfortable being completely naked with people around me. There are women that are, and I think that's wonderful. There's, yep, there's no naked. right or wrong answer. <laughs> there, my girlfriend over here, she's totally naked. Um, and it doesn't bother me at all, obviously, to be around women that are comfortable doing that. I think it's great. But um, so if you're wondering what to wear, and I had <laughs> I had bottoms too, but of course, don't, don't go with you into the water. Um, however, you could wear a well, top a and bottom. Skirt. swim, Yes, or a swimsuit skirt, yes. Um, into the shower or into the tub, just know that that obviously is going to have to come off for the birthing stage. The skirt might not have to. So if you really are just, you know what, I know it would feel more comfortable to me to have a little bit of modesty, then consider um, a top like yeah. Stephanie suggested and then a little elastic swim skirt that is crotchless. Um, okay, so as far as my experience, and I have shared a little bit about this before, but I, I wanted to get in certainly earlier than my midwife was like, no, it's time. Um, I felt like 
earlier, it was already time. Um, but she was encouraging and kept me going until I hit that point. And then it was very much like, oh, I'm glad you I waited and I needed this now. So I used it for relief. I did have hands-on support. Um, I My whole thing was like, and this is how I take my bats, you guys. <laughs> like, It's warm water. There's candlelight. Like, This was how my birth space was. As far as I think this is important if you're a midget, like I am, okay? Um, <laughs> knowing like how tall or small you are, because I wish I wouldn't have had them fill the tub all the way. Now, hands and knees wasn't comfortable for me anyways. I wasn't lucky enough to be, like the only position that felt good was squatting. And so it did a number on my legs. But I wish I would have had the, the water just a little bit lower so that I could try some modified things. But for me, I couldn't be on my hands and knees. My face would have been in the water. There were just some things that way. On top of that, because it was an actual birth tub and it wasn't like a pool that we bought, like a kiddie pool or whatever, it was a bigger tub and it was made for the average size woman. And so even where the handles and things were, they were too far apart for comfort. The seat was a little too high. Like it was just, it was a little off that way. I had an incredible birth team. My husband had one hand. My midwife came in on the other side and grabbed the other as if they were the handles and I was able to use them that way. Um, I was in my head worried about their comfort though. So I wasn't totally able to relax. So just be aware. I think of some of those things. Get a birth tub that fits. Get a, (laughs) do they sell Majita's birth tubs? I'll (laughs) get to that for you guys not really um anyway so that's something to think of here's the big question we all or like the big worry right like coming up here it is am i gonna poop like what happens if i poop in the water and women worry about this whether they're in the water or not but we all know if you're in the water that little floaty is coming right up to the top and they do uh my eyes were closed but i knew what was happening and yeah i totally pooped in the water um but it's it's not a, like I've also been at births where women do this and it's not a big deal. Nope. They've got their little fish net, right? And they just fish it out. Or sometimes it's just like paper on the top and you just p- kind of pull it out like paper towel or whatever. So not a big deal. Don't stress about it. It wasn't gross. It wasn't floating all around. It's taken out very quickly and it's not a big deal. You're probably more traumatized by it than yes. everybody else. Yes. Maybe your partner. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't no, know. I didn't even ask. Um, um, my baby, this was cool. My baby was born in the call when he came out. I didn't get to see it. My eyes were closed. I was in like sheer panic. Which means that they're still in their intact water sack. Yes. So cool. It's it's supposed to be like a good omen. Good luck. Whatever. I think it's just because it's rare. How's that kid been? Actually, he has been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't been a butthead? No. He's, yeah. I I won't say my favorite, but he's been easy in a lot of ways. Um, and yes, very joyful and all of that. So, and then the other question we get is, is there going to be a bunch of stuff floating around in the water when everything is done? So for myself, that was not the case. There were a few, like we talked about before, little pieces of tissue, Tissue. whatever, that kind of sunk to the bottom. But as far as like it filling with blood or anything like that, that was not my experience, although I have seen that. Um, And that had to do with my placenta not being birthed for another 30 minutes after, which is nothing that you would see in a hospital setting. So that was actually, that's an (laughs) at-home kind of thing or a birth center kind of thing. And then afterwards, I did want to shower. So even just, I mean, I think after birth at any time, you want to shower. It doesn't matter how you give birth. Exactly. Um, Baby number three, and again, I've kind of shared this briefly before, but that was an out-of-hospital birth center birth, and I was really looking forward to utilizing that gorgeous tub. In fact, as I prepared for that birth, I would pull up an image of that birth center tub and just do a lot of my visualizations that way, see myself handling things well, see it going the way I wanted to. Um, Anyway, so I got in the water around seven to eight centimeters. Um, 
honestly, my midwife didn't really say one way or the other if I could have gotten in sooner, but that's when it felt right to me. So I think you're right about that. That's around the time when I may have been tempted to ask for an epidural if I was at the hospital. So that's when I got in. And I had intended to, um, from the get-go, when I had done my visualizations, I had always pictured myself getting out onto the bed to push and actually birth my baby. Um, because I didn't think I would like pushing in water. I was worried about the floaties. <laughs> just like we talked about, I just thought, I don't know if I'm going to be one of those girls that's totally cool just sitting yeah. in a tub full of stuff. Um, but it's funny because I got in, like I said, right around, it was probably closer to eight centimeters. I refused to get out after that. I remember my husband and my midwife, they're like, hey, you're starting to push you wanted to get out on the bed, like, let's get you out on the bed. I'm like, I'm not moving. I just, it felt so good. I, I couldn't even fathom the thought of getting out of that tub and into the bed. Um, I do wish that somebody had spoken up and suggested a different pushing position to me. I think I was just so, you know, I don't want to say you lose your mind, but you kind of, you're not mentally in the same place that you normally would be on a rational day, right? I was pushing with the edge of the tub right up against my tailbone and it just wasn't comfortable and my tailbone hurt for a few days after, oh, wow. honestly. So I wish somebody had suggested a different pushing position because I was just not in a frame of mind to think about that myself. Um, but I felt very calm. Sure enough, my little guy was born. Um, it was awesome. It was amazing. I mean, you're like just over the top, like, holy cow, did that just actually happen? Um, but then, you know, pieces of little tissue started floating up to the top. I also didn't, I think sometimes you can see blood in the water too if the mother has torn. Um, I didn't tear, so there wasn't any of that, but there were just, you know, floaties that I wasn't totally cool with. So I did shower right after. Um, and I just want to give a heads up. I, they asked me, are you feeling okay? You're sure you're ready to shower? I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely want to take a shower. So I got in the shower. I was by myself, which typically you shouldn't be by yourself right after birth. And I remember feeling really kind of lightheaded and a little bit dizzy. And that was a scary feeling. Um, so I luckily was with it enough that I, um, you know, sat down at the bottom of the shower and, and I was okay. But just, just a heads up, if you shower right after you give birth, make sure somebody's in the room there with you. So would I do it again? Absolutely. I loved getting in water. I loved delivering my little baby in water. Um, I think even now I'd be better with, you know, some tissue floaties in the water, maybe better than I was last time, a little more prepared for it now. Um, so it really is nature's epidural. It really does bring such incredibly sweet relief to intense contractions. I hope you know there are so many resources available to you to have an easier birth, a more comfortable birth, a more relaxing birth, and water is just one of those many wonderful resources. For those of you that have had a water birth, we want to hear from you. Tag us in a story or a post on Instagram. What did you love about it? Was there anything you didn't really care for? We want to hear from you. And if you're planning or hoping for a water birth, tell us about that too. We want to help you prepare. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.